What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast today. It's going to be pretty awesome. Today, we're going to be talking about different things in Asia culture. So we're going to be talking about greeting people, how to greet people, what you can expect from that, dining experiences, bargaining, getting a taxi, tuk-tuks, and scams. Welcome to the Doomwer Podcast. Taking your brain across the world, introducing your host and guide across the globe, solo traveler, Jerry Moore. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. Uh, I've been in Thailand for about a month now, and I spend a lot of time in the cities, actually. So I have some pretty unique experiences, and I've really gotten a feel for the Thai people and Thai culture in a, a general sense, and what's different than the U.S. and what's different than Australia. And I kind of wanted to share that with you guys because I found it quite interesting. And uh, Asia is definitely very, very different than what you would expect from the people in Europe, from the United States, from Australia, anything like that. So uh, I thought it would be a really cool episode to share. We're going to be starting out kind of in the simple aspects of Thai culture as far as like meeting people, how do you talk to people, what you can expect from that, and finishing off with the very exciting scams. And I did actually get scammed once here in Asia. I will talk more about that at the end of the episode, but we're going to start with uh, greeting and meeting people. So the way to greet and meet people is completely different. And when I first got to Asia, I was at the airport um, meeting my friend and actually scratch that. I had been in Asia for a few days and then I went to the other city to see my friend who was actually Thai. And I had had some uh, obviously multiple encounters with Asian people and I just felt like it was very strange that things were just awkward or weird or maybe they didn't like me because I was uh, looked to be American or Canadian or something like that. I, I just wasn't quite sure. So I kind of had to ask him and talk to him and say, hey man, like what's, what's going on here? And so apparently everything that we do in the United States to greet somebody where you go up with kind of your chest up and you you make eye contact with them and your shoulders are strong and you're confident and you shake hands with them and you say you introduce yourself that is the complete opposite here in Asia and um what you kind of do to to introduce yourself to somebody is you go in a very submissive position you put your hands in front of your chin and you kind of look down at the ground and introduce yourself and that's just how a, a friendly person is introduce themselves to somebody else. And it's also very uncommon for somebody, uh, a stranger, to just go up and introduce themselves to another stranger or to just go up and talk randomly to somebody, which I had done a few times. And again, I was getting a, a super weird response. I was going up. Uh, there was one occasion where I was in a food court and there was just, it was madness in the, the food course. And if you guys watch my stories, you've seen some of the, the Asian food courts and, you know, there's just people everywhere. So uh, you're sitting at a table with multiple people. You don't just get to sit down at your own table. You sit down and there's multiple people sitting at the table in front of you, next to you, across from you, whatever. And I sat down, and there was a guy, probably my age, an Asian guy, on his phone. And I just said, hey, how's it going? And, you know, I got this look from him like I had just sat on his lap, and I was French 
tickling his ear, you know, just looking inside of his ear. Just the strangest look like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, you know, I asked my friend again about that particular situation, and uh, he just said I was being extremely rude, interrupting his meal. And the same thing with um, introducing yourself to people. Um, I went up to uh, him and his girlfriend, and I gave him a hug because I've known him forever, and, you know, he's my friend, and I hadn't seen him in five years. And I went to shake hands with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was very taken aback by that. But she had been in the U.S. for a while studying and things like that, so she was used to it enough. But um, and the, the same thing, kind of walking down the street. I would just be walking down the street and looking and looking at people and just kind of nodding my head like hello 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 you know you make eye contact and you just nod your head how's it going good morning you know something like that and apparently that is also coming off as extremely aggressive and um, that's how he said it, that I was presenting myself as the aggressor as I was almost like puffing my chest and chest bumping this guy and saying yo what's up look at me <laughs> when I was you know kind of saying hello to these people and I had been doing this for days because I had just come from Australia which was completely different where literally 90% of the people on the street and strangers would just come up and start a conversation with you so I was used to that and I was just you know going out to people like hey what's up how's it going and you know apparently I was just being a super aggressive white dude. So I've kind of stopped that and um, gotten more used to it. But I asked him, you know, so, okay, so how do you introduce yourself to people if you're talking to somebody, if you want to go talk to somebody at a bar or something like that? He says, well, you just, you don't. The only way that you meet new people in this culture is if you're introduced to somebody else by another friend. So, um, you know, so I found that kind of interesting. And um, the next thing, like kind of tying into that is with dining. Um, and the dining experience is also a little strange, I guess. You're going to see very similar types of things in the U.S. off the start. You know, they're going to come up, they're going to take your meal, or they're going to take what you want. And as the food is being ready, like let's say that you're at a table of five people and you guys order seven dishes. Each individual dish, as soon as it's ready, is going to get brought out. So one person is going to get one thing, and then another person is going to get another thing, and another person is going to get another thing. And the dish is just going to come out very randomly as they're ready. And that could even mean the side dishes too. So, for example, you say you order chicken stir-fry with rice. The rice might come out 10 minutes before your chicken stir-fry, which is, you know, again, a little bit strange and different, but that's just how they do it. As soon as the food's ready, it gets taken out. And on the other side, if you are at a restaurant and you're eating alone or there's not very many people in the restaurant or even somebody's waiting to take your order, it becomes a little bit awkward where they almost will stand about eight feet away from you and they'll just stare at you. <laughs> and again, they're just trying to provide a really high service to be very prepared for as soon as you want your meal. But for me, um, I was at a restaurant the other day, and I was the only one in the restaurant. And the entire time I was eating, the person just stood eight feet from me, just looking at me <laughs> the whole entire time. And, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, if you need to go do do your work or whatever, like, he's like, no, 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 no. And then just continue to stand there, which, which again, it's it's not, um, I understand why he's doing it. He's just provi trying to provide a really high service because I've seen it a lot. But again, the first couple times you experience, it is quite different.
the next thing I want to go into is when you're shopping here in Thailand. And a lot of the shopping you're going to do here is on street markets, and the street markets are freaking killer. You're going to find a ton of ridiculous deals on the street markets in Bangkok. Um, and if you guys want like really high-quality knockoff stuff, you go to go check out the street market in Chiang Mai, um, and there is it's called the Night Bazaar. And there is a ridiculous amount of super, super high quality knockoffs for like Louis Vuitton purses, shirts, um, designer stuff, pretty much anything you could want. And it's going to be there at a rock bottom price. So it's really cool. Um, but the, the, the culture of the night market is bargaining. And that is a skill you will have to obtain and have to get used to when you come to Thailand because um, everyone has a different price. And pretty much for every service, for everything, it everything has got a different price for every customer. So one person might come up and they might say a thousand baht, which is like 30 US dollars. And the next person might come up and they might say 2,000 baht, which is you know, 60 US dollars. So you have to really bargain with these people to find out what their, their rock bottom price is. And usually what I've found is the price that they are willing to sell it at is about 50 to 60 percent of what they say and this is a skill for sure and the best way to do this guys is to again pick your price that you're willing to pay for this stick strong to that price and if they don't give it to you you just got to walk away and as you're walking away usually they'll fold and they'll give in but you got to be like you got to be strong on the walk away you know you can't kind of half-ass to walk away and be looking back you know just be like maybe i'll buy it you gotta be like nah bro it's 500 baht or i'm out and then they'll be like, no way. And then you walk away, 10 steps, they're going to come come running down the street. They're going to grab you. Okay, okay, 500, let's go. And sometimes they'll come and grab you, and they'll say, you know, 600. If you said 500, they'll be like, 600, 600, okay. You know, they come and they, they ran, they grabbed you, and you just got to keep walking and say, no, man, 500, that's it, and just keep walking. And usually um, they'll kind of cave and, and give in. Now, I didn't really bargain that much or really any at all with the food. The food price is kind of the food price, and I just kind of left that alone. But anytime you're at uh, a night market, which, again, I highly recommend. It was a really awesome experience, tons of cool stuff at a ridiculously cheap price. Um, but everyone's got a much lower price than they're going to give you, especially when you look like a tourist. When you're walking around there looking like a tourist, they really jack the price up. So um, just kind of beware of that. And the same thing is going to go with taxis and tuk-tuks. Uh, so a taxi guy, you usually want to try to get the meter, but a lot of them are very, very much against the meter. So you're going to have to bargain to them for a price uh, or just really force them to give you a meter. But sometimes you get in a situation where, let's say you're in a touristy area and there's one pickup location, and this has happened to me before, and there's you know multiple taxi sites sitting around, and um, you know they're 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 going to pick you up, but they're not going to give you the meter. And nobody in that area is going to take a meter. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to just bargain with them. You sit down in the first one, you say meter. They're going to say no, no. Where are you going? And you tell them, and they're going to say 400 baht. And you're going to be like no, 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 200. And they're going to say no, 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 300. And then 
you know you guys can either agree on a price or if you don't agree on a price you just literally get out and you go to the next one and you go to the next one and you just tell them hey I'm going here how much I'm going here how much I'm going here how much and usually after three or four cabs um, you can usually get a pretty solid price or get the price that you want and the same thing with tuk-tuks tuk-tuks are the same thing if you guys don't know what a tuk-tuk is it's basically like a go-kart that's covered that's yeah that's pretty much it it's a golf cart essentially but covered in metal bars and it's gasoline and they drive kind of like maniacs but they can really squeeze in some tight areas so in bangkok traffic it's it's kind of beneficial but also like the danger the most dangerous ride of your life is is how i would explain it like whipping through this traffic and yeah it, people are crazy driving here that's that's for sure. So I've done the tuk-tuk quite a few times. Take it at your own risk. It's very fun. But definitely um, you, you have to bargain with these guys because it's the same thing. You come in looking like a tourist, and they're going to give you two to three times the price that they'll actually give you the ride for. Now, one of the best things is to use Grab. The Grab app is what I use, and that is essentially Uber. And what's really nice about that is the price is pre-negotiated, and you're usually going to get just above or very similar to a meter, a taxi meter price. So you just order it just like you do on Uber. They're going to come to you. The price is already pre-negotiated. You pay them, and that's about it. Now, as far as tipping goes, um, 30 baht is, uh, I think 32 baht is one U.S. dollar. And usually the things you're going to be doing, the, the shorter rides, um, you can get a, like a 15-minute ride, a 15-minute cab ride for like 5 to 6 US dollars. It's insanely cheap. And I'm actually going to do a video on um, how cheap some of the, like the house rooms and, and stuff like that, really how far you can stretch 10 bucks. Um, so I'll talk about that a little bit more later in one of my videos. But um, you can really stretch a dollar an insane amount. So as far as tipping goes, if if you tip one to two dollars, you know, like thirty to fifty baht, people are extremely extremely grateful, and they're they're usually not used to getting tips. Uh, but for me, if the person doesn't like dick with me too much, you know, they're not messing with my price, they're not hassling me, they give me a fair price, they're cool. I'm obviously you know I'm totally cool with tipping them two bucks and and making their day. And, you know, I guess that's, that's a personal preference on, on how you guys want to treat that situation. But for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer if the person's cool and they don't dick with me and I can get along, get on my way and everything. I'm, I'm going to tip them a couple bucks and, you know, it's totally worth it. So the last thing is scams. And there are quite a few running scams in Thailand, especially for tourists, you know, it's just like a tourist scammy trap. And I myself did get scammed. Um, it was only for about 30 bucks, but I got scammed pretty good. So I'm actually going to do a whole other podcast episode on that. I was going to do a video on it. I was going to go like undercover and, and bust this guy for scamming me and stuff like that. But unfortunately, the time and my flight just didn't work out. I was really... Like this guy really got me good, and that's that's what pissed me off the most. It wasn't that, um, you know, he was just sneaky. Like he had me bit in hit hook, line, and sinker. You know, he spoke really good English. He was my friend. You know, he he, yeah, he got me. Um, and there was other people with me too. It wasn't just me. So I wasn't the only sucker. So um, it was it was a very good scam, but. What the whole point of this is when I want to warn you guys about scams is that they they happen a lot. 
I haven't encountered anything with like a dangerous scam. Usually they just want to scam you out of money is, you know, is a thing they don't really want to hurt people. But, you know, maybe it does happen. You always want to be careful. And my advice, my best piece of advice to avoid getting scammed is don't let anybody talk you out of what your current plans are. So, for example, if you have your mind setting on going to the temple and then going somewhere else and then going somewhere else, don't let someone on the street talk you out of that plan saying they have something better for you or they're going to do all these things for you. Um, you know, when someone starts saying that, hey, just, you know, don't do that or this is closed or this is better, let me take you there, something like that, I'll do it for cheap, I'll do it for nothing. If something sounds too good to be true or sounds a little fishy, I just wouldn't even mess with it. I just want to go for it and just kind of do your own thing. Now, there are extremely good tours that I've done. I've done a few really good tours here in Thailand, and I book them all through the hostels. So they're actually legitimate tours. They'll come up and pick you up. They'll take you around for the day, take you around and do things, and those have been really good. Uh, the only caution you want to take with those is make sure that you get all the costs up front so there's no hidden fees. Make sure there's no like entry fees or no weird park fee or gas fee or... Um, roll t road tolls or anything strange like that. Just make sure, like, what is the total price that I'm going to pay? And you know, tell them you're, you're just gonna, you're not gonna take your wallet. How much money do you need to bring? And um, again, we did an elephant sanctuary tour, and I paid 50 US dollars for the whole day. And they took you first. We start off with this um, waterfall hike. They drove us about an hour and a half away, walked us up this huge. Uh, in the jungle for about an hour to this really cool waterfall we walked back we had lunch we went to an elephant sanctuary we fed the elephants we bathed the elephants um, we had a little snack and then we went whitewater rafting down this huge um, not huge I guess it was but it was a cool river um, it was a pretty cool white rod rafting experience and then drove us all the way back home and it was like I don't know a 10 11 hour day for like 50 us bucks for the whole thing so that was like totally worth it and the the cheapest best value tour that i've ever gotten in my life so again they're definitely out there but i would just talk to the hostels and usually the hostels the hotels um they have your um they have your back kind of because they want that good review they don't want you to go to have a bad experience and write them a bad review for them they live off these booking in hostile world reviews so usually when you ask them for a good recommendation or to get you set up for something they're usually going to hook you up and they're usually going to be on your side so uh, that is how i would book that stuff but that is about it, guys. I am going to get out of here. I hope you guys got some cool stuff from the Thai culture. It's really cool, guys. It's super interesting, but it is like you are on another planet. So I hope these tips kind of helped you prepare to come over here. And if you're not coming over here, I hope you enjoyed and lived the experience. I am going to talk about my scam in another episode. I'm just going to go from A to Z because, uh, yeah, the dude got me good. But anyways... If you guys are still on here, we will see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of the podcast. It means everything to me that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I know how precious your time is. I know how precious my time is during the day. So 
the fact that you listen to this podcast and you are still listening to this podcast, I want to thank you guys for your time, your attention. I hope that I brought you something of value. I hope it was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. If you guys enjoyed this, it would mean the world to me. It would mean everything to me if you could share this with your friends. Get the word out about this podcast. Thank you guys for all the support. We will talk to you guys next time.